listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. So in recent years, as the world's adjusted to major changes in how we shop, thank you, Amazon, <laughs> pop-up stores have emerged as a smart and creative and effective way to get people to products they need. Um, I know my neighborhood loves pop-up shops, especially around around Christmas time. So during COVID-19, Catholic Charities and our parish partners have taken this sort of creative new idea um, to make sure that the people that we serve get what they need on a daily basis, which is so cool. <laughs> and the result has been two new pop-up food pantries, uh, one in the Pilsen and one in the Little Village neighborhoods that have served actually served thousands of adults and children since April. And as most of us know, those neighborhoods have been particularly hard hit by the pandemic, both in terms of um, the virus itself and the economic fallout from the virus. Um, and part of this response has really been because of parishes. And parish partners are really the lifeblood of Catholic Charities' work. Um, we use parish donations, we use parish spaces, parish staff, and parish volunteers. So we are truly a giant Catholic community trying to serve our neighbors. And today, we are joined by our pop-up pantry leaders among, that's a new title for them, they actually <laughs> I have love that. other titles, uh, Mary Lou Gonzalez, who is Catholic Charities Director of the City Southwest Region, and Dominic Fayer, who is a dedicated volunteer at St. Paul's Parish in Pilsen, where one of the food pantries is set up. Welcome, Mary Lou and Dom. We're so happy to have you. Thank Good you. morning. Good morning. Glad Thank to be here. for having us. So let's just start at the beginning. Mary Lou, would you kick us off? Um, how did the pop-up pantry start? Well, as you mentioned, uh, Bridget, you and Marie um, mentioned the fact that the, the hardest-hit communities were primarily the Latino communities in Pilsen and Little Village, which is a zip code of 60623 and 60608. Um, and both of those areas were really hard hit due to COVID. The Chicago Food Depository, who is another one of our partners, they actually had turned around and indicated the huge need of creating a pop-up um, in those two communities. And, of course, the relationships that we carry in Catholic Charities is critical 
So we decided, you know, they reached out to us, and I decided to actually enhance the relationships um, with the parishes, um, and particularly with two. And in this case, it was St. Paul and Epiphany. And both of those parishes became very critical in the need to provide food for those who are who are desperately in need of food. Um, so, yeah. You know, Mary Lou, started. I think one of the cool things about, about this about what you did and what um, our parish partners did is that there was there are already these relationships. So you see a need, you have this larger resource, right? The Chicago Food Depository saying, how can we deploy this food to the people in need? And you and your counterparts are able to say, well, we, we can do this because we have fabulous parish partners. Can you explain to us a little bit how the distribution of food takes place? Um, I know these two parishes are about three miles apart or four miles? How far apart are they? They're roughly about five miles apart, give or take. Yeah. It's an estimation. Um, but honestly, the work is done. We, Catholic Charities, are really the, the conduit that kind of puts the place together and forms the Chicago Food Depository and does all that. But the people on the ground who are doing the work in conjunction with Catholic Charities is really the parishioners, and it's the parish. So right now, at Epiphany, at this moment, as we are speaking, there is a huge truck that is unloading pallets of food, and there are tons of volunteers who are pulling them off the pallets. On Thursday, Dominic will receive a huge truck, and he will, with his volunteers, he will actually have the bunch of, of pallets that need to get removed from the truck. And everything is done by volunteers, everything. Um, there's tables set up, there is line set up, there's six, this social distancing that needs to take place. All of that is done directly by the volunteers. And it's all parish community. So, so in many ways, it's this constant collaboration that we continually see within the region itself. So, Dom, uh, yes, yes, you, here I am. <laughs> you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have answered the phone that day. How did, how did this? Don't you don't you know to screen Mary Lou's calls? Oh no, it was it was a pleasure to hear from Mary Lou, and uh, she uh, she knows our pastor, and and uh, uh, coincidentally, our pastor, Father Mike Enright, and uh, uh, Father Dan Long at Epiphany are good friends, and I know them both very well, of course, and. And so, yes, a, a great uh, a great partnership for all of us. And tell us a little bit about how you get the word out. As we said, I mean, sometimes the strategy behind a pop up is you don't know it's there, and like you come you come back home Tuesday, and there's like an arts and crafts store. Um, obviously, we want people to know that the food the food pantries are there. So, how did you start communicating with the community? Well, we we have flyers that we distribute. Um, through various, uh, you know, various places in the community. Um, uh, additionally, the announcement at Mass, uh, social media, of course, through mm-hmm. our Facebook page and, and our uh, um, uh, Internet page, uh, you know, we, we make the announcement. But uh, as, so, as so often is the case, uh, the best form of advertisement is, is word of mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, we find that uh, the word spreads uh, pretty quickly that uh, you know when the truck comes in and folks notice and 
uh, neighbors begin to phone their friends and relatives, and uh, and then from that point, the line forms um, very quickly. And uh, we have found that, uh, you know, the, when we started this and 350 boxes of food, I thought, oh my goodness, we're going to have all this leftover. What do we do? And uh, I was told, oh, just watch, just watch, not to worry. <laughs> and um, and sure enough. Um, you know, we would define a, a time of, let's say, uh, 11 to 2 that we would be distributing. And my goodness, within an hour, you know, an hour and a half, we, we would have everything distributed. And there we were telling folks, you know, gee, uh, so <laughs> we're so sorry. We've, we've run out already. Right. Um, and, you know, we requested to increase the number of boxes as time went on. Uh, and finally, you know, 350 or so, uh, you know, was, was the amount of boxes that we all seem to be comfortable with. Uh, and now we did this for six consecutive weeks. And um, I know I know we uh, we provided a, a great service to the community. Absolutely. Uh, so. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking with our pop-up pantry leaders, Mary Lou Gonzalez <laughs> and Dominic Thayer. Thank you. More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4000. 
847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. And we're here today with Mary Lou Gonzalez, who's our Catholic Charities Regional Director of the City Southwest, and Dominic Thayer, a dedicated volunteer at St. Paul's Parish in Pilsen, which you should not try to say three times fast, um, who are food pantry pop-up leaders. I mean, really, they're they're the posse. They're the pop-up pantry posse <laughs> since we're doing all the bees today. Since we're doing all this alliteration. Um before the break, Dominic, you were talking about kind of the volume that um, of food we were able to provide. And I think you said over 300 boxes of food per week to families and individuals. Do you have a sense of how many families you've served so far? Well, in, the, in that six-week period, uh, we served, uh, uh, based on our stats, 2,070 households. Wow. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, in those households, uh, based on the statistics we gathered, um, there are 8,280 human beings, individuals, yeah. uh, live within those households, of which, um, uh, of that 8,280, uh, 3,000 of those folks are under the age of 18. I mean, that is really incredible. I think the way you just framed that 8,280 human beings, I think that really Uh highlights, Dom, like the impact that this this pandemic, this time has had on actual people. Um, And maybe Mary Lou can, you know, as you kind of sit with the regional hat, as you sit with the hat of, of knowing what the realities of like, of life are like for folks. Can you tell us a little bit about their circumstances? Paint us a picture, if you will, of who is coming to these pop-ups. Well, and I I cannot reaffirm what Don is saying because it's true. I mean, the amount of people that human beings are being served. And to think of it in that terms is really important because it's not about numbers, right? It's about the mom who has six kids and is a single mom and lost her job. It's about the mom who has, you know, is taking care of her grandson and her granddaughter and the, her daughter lives with her with her two kids. It's about the father and the mother who dad's not working right now or dad's hours are cut mm-hmm. um, and they need food. Yeah. And some of them don't qualify for public benefit screening because of their immigration status and they're undocumented. So all of those are the human beings that we see. It's about the senior service person. It's about the senior who may be diabetic and his all his money is going into buying his insulin or his medication or her medication and they need food. And this is the most basic way of providing something for someone who is in need. That human person that we all, we're, that's all of us, that perhaps one day we may need. Yeah. Mary Lou, thanks for saying that. I mean, I think um, we, we talk a fair amount at Catholic Charities about, um, about mercy, and mercy is something we really 
show each other and we show each other throughout the life cycle because we're, we're all in need at some point, um, spiritually, materially, um, and it is a constant, continual give and take among human beings. Um, so beautifully said. Um, Dom, have you, how long have you been a parishioner and volunteer at St. Paul's? Uh, I've been uh, at St. Paul's and lived in the community for 12 years. Okay, fabulous. So tell us about that community. I mean, some of us, uh, you know, I admit I'm not in Pilsen often mm. enough, and I, I'm a North Sider, and my um, recollection of Pilsen is fabulous food, vibrant, you know, uh, street life, and great art. But tell tell us what that community's like. Yeah, you know, we won't get into which baseball team you root for if you're <laughs> no. on the North Side, all right? But, but that's, that's, that's your That's, that's another your show, Dom. That's, that's another show. Ours, all right. Um, uh, well, you know, of course, I've been here 12 years, so it's, it, it would be unfair of me to speak as if I'm an expert. But from what I can see um, and from what I've learned, uh, Pilsen is the home of recent immigrants, Folks who uh, 125 years ago, 130 years ago, uh, came to this country and settled in the community. St. Paul Parish, for example, was the home of the German community. Um, St. Michael's Parish nearby where I live on Oakley uh, was the home of the Italians. Um, uh, St. Uh, Stephen's, where Crystal Ray is, uh, you know, that the, the was primarily a Polish community, as was St. Anne's and St. Adalbert's. So each of the parishes had their own, had their own um, uh, uh, kind of niche. Uh, <laughs> niche. Yeah, there's the word I'm looking for. Niche that that lived there, and as those folks have moved on, that the communities have primarily become uh, uh, Hispanic, Latinx, what you know, whatever the the term is these days. Um, I've heard it described uh, numerically that. Uh, St. Paul Parish would be a, a 90-10 mix, 90% being Hispanic, 10 other, 10% other. I'm part of other, you know, with gentrification, maybe that 90% is coming down a little bit, but still, even then, uh, probably 85% um, Hispanic. Uh, uh, St. Paul would offer, um, in normal times, an 8 a.m. Spanish Mass, a, a noon Spanish Mass, and a 10 a.m. Uh, English Mass, as well as a uh, 5 o'clock uh, Saturday afternoon uh, Latin Mass. Got it. Don, so, we're going to, sorry to interrupt, we're going to take, I had no idea you knew so much <laughs> when I asked that question. And so yeah, now, well, there you go. There and you so go. now well, we I, have you know, to take a break. I don't break. want to to know too much, and I, I know there's there's folks who would be listening thinking, um, hey, this guy's only been here 12 years, oh, you know, you know well, who is he to speak, you know, uh, uh, expertly about the... Uh, about the mix of, of folks, but that's that's the way I, I read it. Yeah. Got it. We'll cover you off when we come back. <laughs> hey, parents, have we got a great idea for you. While your kids are adjusting to being back in school, they can also help brighten the day for one of the thousands of our senior clients. Invite your kids to write a short letter or a poem or make a drawing or tell a few jokes on paper. Then all they need to do is put it in an envelope, add a stamp, and address it to Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. That's Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 
2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. These letters will mean so much to the seniors who open them, and your child will have that wonderful feeling inside that comes when you reach out in kindness to someone else. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Zupich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We introduce you to the three new auxiliary bishops appointed by Pope Francis for the Archdiocese of Chicago. We have coverage of the Sunrise Prayer Service to pray for an end to violence in the city. This year, the annual event was moved from the beach to a local parish because of the pandemic. And we tell you about a new encyclical Pope Francis will release next month on human fraternity. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jocum. And Bridget Murphy. And we're here today with Mary Lou Gonzalez, who's the Regional Director of the City Southwest, and Dominic Fayer, a dedicated volunteer at St. Paul's Parish in Pilsen. And um, Dom, when you were when you were talking about St. Paul's, I have a funny family story. So my mother grew up in Pilsen, the child of Polish immigrants, and they were parishioners of St. Anne's, which you... Um, mentioned was a Polish community, but they would go to confession at St. Paul's because those priests <laughs> didn't know their families as well. Well, you know, so, just, just to let you know, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't particularly want Father Mike Enright to know my son. Yeah. Well, I yeah. just, you know, and from, from the stories of childhood and from, from visiting a little, when I was a little girl, just knowing how vibrant the immigrant communities there are, however changing and looking different, but just the vibrancy of these communities. I think we at Catholic Charities like to hold up that that these communities that we are serving in are beautiful places. And I think you've done a great job of highlighting that, um, Dom. So thank you for well, thank that. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for and, that. And you know, if I, if I ever hit the lottery, I, I, I won't move. I, I love it here. I love it here. <laughs> no, yeah. it's great. I love it here. That's great. The other thing I think, um, Marie, that we don't emphasize enough on the show is it's really important for Catholic Charities to be in neighborhoods. Our regional presence, it's not always a building, Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're not always in parishes. Sometimes it's a cluster of services. But to have people like Mary Lou who know the neighborhoods, know the dynamics, uh, um, know the leaders, and by leaders, you know, that certainly isn't always title. That's can mm-hmm. you bring people with you? And that's really, really important when you're trying to deliver human services and um, build up communities. So those regional offices are really, really critical. Um, Mary Lou and Dom, could you each take a minute, and um, Mary Lou, we'll start with you, Tell us why the parish partnerships in particular are so important and what they mean mm-hmm. um, to, to you and your role. Um, well, from my perspective, as a regional director, and my colleagues, I think, will agree with this, is that most of the time we are, we are the face of Catholic Charity. 
Um, so our task is really to engage the parishes as much as possible, our partners as much as possible, and collaborate as much as possible with as many people as possible <laughs> in order to serve. That is our mission within Catholic Charities, to serve the poor, to serve those in need, and to address those as the time goes on. Because there is no compromise in the dignity of the human person, which is a Catholic social teaching. And those acts of mercies make a huge difference in a community. As subtle as they may seem, the impact is so great. Because it goes beyond numbers, it's about the human person. Amen, Mary Lou. Amen. We can end the show right here. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think that's beautiful. I think you're highlighting, right? Like going back to what Dom said earlier about the human beings that we're serving. I think we sometimes get lost kind of at that high level and we have to bring it down. And, and you're right. There's no compromise in serving the human person. I love that. Beautiful. How about for you, Dom? What what have you seen, um, not just this particular food pantry, but in terms of your parish activity in the community, and um, or, or what you've learned about Catholic charities in this time? Well, you know, for, from any parish, um, I think we have uh, we all share one common thread, and that's a, we're challenged when it comes to resources, whether it be financial resources, volunteer resources, or um, uh, you know, whatever, but uh, you know that that's a universal challenge amongst uh, the local community parish, and to have a partner like Catholic Charities uh, is invaluable to us um, to uh, to provide this connection. Uh, you know, we we would not be able to do this, you know, this food pantry without them. Um, and so, uh, yes, very very valuable for us to have partners such as Catholic Charities. Uh, in this in this uh, in this instance you know I think to what you both are highlighting and for our listeners too this is a really an opportunity to think creatively right this as you're listening and you think okay what can my parish do what can my community do that's you know we are here for that so if any of this <laughs> has sparked any thoughts in any of our listeners um, we we want to be able to partner with you we want to continue to do creative alternatives to serving um, those in in our communities and I think that's a beautiful thing that COVID has sort of brought out in this in this time. So thank you so much, Mary Lou and Dom, for being here today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having thank us. You. We invite everyone to tune in next Tuesday for another edition of The Voice of Charity. Um, I think, Marie, we need to do a special. Can we do a show on confession? Memories, <laughs> <laughs> Memories of confession? Memories sure. of confession? <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm here for it. I mean... That's That stuff is gold. <laughs> so thank you again, Mary Lou and Dom. This is a fabulous example of Catholic Charities working with nonprofit and community partners and volunteers to really create viable, real, on-the-ground solutions, um, it obviously incorporating C- CDC guidelines for social distancing and mask wearing. You two are remarkable leaders, frontline workers, and have been very inspirational to me today. So we both salute you and your teams. Um, And we hope this show leads even more people to get involved in efforts to support you and other people with food insecurity this year. We invite everyone, as Bridget said, to tune in next Tuesday for another edition of The Voice of Charity. Until then, we wish you a safe and healthy, happy week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Be well. Take care. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.
Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.